This is AmericasWebRadio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. Welcome to the Immigration Hour here on America's Web Radio. This is your host, Rocky Rockliffe. Co-host Charles Chuck Cook will be down in a few, joining us uh, a little late. No worries. Uh, Got a lot to talk about this week, David. Uh, Not a lot happening in immigration, but I have a lot of commentary for – for why that is, and we can spread blame all over the board. I know you're. Uh, I know you like to put a little more blame on the left side of the aisle than the uh, than the right side of the aisle. Uh, there's there's plenty to go around though on this one. I hate to say this, but there is no aisle. <laughs> you're right. Thank you for the truth. Finally, the truth. There is no aisle. They're all in it for themselves. And the thing that just kills me about this immigration debate is, it's a it is a victory out there that if one of these – if they just seize it, Republicans or Democrats, I mean it's – just take it and run with it. It is a win-win proposition for you if you back some type of sensible, comprehensive immigration reform because it, we already have a de facto amnesty. I mean Marco Rubio said it, folks. We've got a de facto amnesty because we're not doing anything about this – I hate to say it, problem, but this issue in our country. I mean, people are here; they're not leaving. Okay, despite the fact that you know Obama has uh, deported more than two million people at this point, more than uh, President Clinton, and uh, more than George uh, will have done, more than George Bush by the end of his term. Um, and the funny thing is, is uh, as I was looking up uh, news today. Uh, there he is. Oh, my gosh. Here he is. It saved the day, folks. It's just barely 10 o'clock. It's, no, my watch is slow. I want to apologize. Slow. You need to get your watch, my watch squared away. Slow. Oh, my goodness. I don't have gum. I had a toffee from Peru, and the, the, my throat was hurting a little bit this morning as I was recording some commercials. So uh, watch for our commercials on Univision, David. Univision. I know you'll... you'll Now that you're fluent in Spanish from all your time in Texas speaking yes. to your workers, that you'll be yes. able to... Um, We've never spoke Spanish. In Texas, it was Tex-Mex. Texican. And, I bet Texican. And some of the words can't be exactly <laughs> translated or repeated on. I bet David's like a closet fluent Spanish speaker. I bet you eat at, at home. He j- everything you know, is. I'm, yeah. I'm ah, I can understand more than I can speak. Yeah. And, and I don't understand a lot. My, both of my sons are fluent in, in Mexican. Mexican, <laughs> because they because they work at a Mexican restaurant. Well, then and they know how to order tacos and stuff. Well, they, uh, you know, obviously. and they uh, they oh, no, they're very skill. they're very both of them are very good in Spanish. Very so. critical skill. Uh, oh, it's it's man. been a great week, you know. The, just the garden two, update. Two garden, oh yeah, the garden, garden update. Just the garden, garden, garden have the garden minute here. Um, you went crazy on that thing this weekend. I did. My foot hurts a little bit still. We <laughs> uh, we had, I. Um, I know I lost some fruit trees uh, this last year in, in, in the winter that we had because it was just so cold. So I replanted um, six apple trees and uh, two cherry trees and some blueberry bushes on Saturday. You know, the nice thing about being an immigration attorney, you're the definition of what the South used to be like with the plantations. Uh, this is, this <laughs> I think is he's Mr. about Cook to call you a plantation <laughs> owner. <laughs> I dug the holes. How many undocumented are working on your None. plantation? <laughs> I mean, plantation you owner yeah. Charles Cook, and folks. The, you, know, you see anybody else in my pictures? Smoke <laughs> coming from these little cabins on his plantation. I would have vouched for him. He's, I've been out to his house, and I mean, he he does it all. 
He does it all. He, there's there's he nobody out whips, there. He beats. He whips. chains and handcuffs. That's terrible. You know that? This is terrible. No, I'm going I'm, I'm to vouch for him. He, he does it all by himself. He has got a spread out there. And like we always say, I don't have, I don't have the time. How do you have the time? I mean, it carries insane. around this. I didn't golf on Saturday. I'd be front. documented. Yeah. I'd be documented. <laughs> No, I, I definitely don't need the help. Uh, That's a new segment coming to the show. Uh, once Happy we document. This, no, no, no. Modern Plant, day racism plant, in the South. Plantation owner Charles Cook. Yeah. Gardening with plantation gardening. owner Charles Cook. Just a garden. So I got the trees in. The plum trees were blossoming like crazy. Here's the difference. This year, full of bees. There are bees all around the plum tree. There was no, no bees worry. last year. Don't worry about it. The government's taking care of it. Oh, the government's behind the death well, of the bees? Gotta, uh, no, yeah, with the chemtrails. The chemtrails uh, didn't get ah, dying off. It's the chemtrails. Uh, right. Hey, I need to go. I left my tinfoil hat upstairs. <laughs> you grab mine, too. It's a little lead cast case. Lead cast It's in my Faraday cage up top. We do have pictures of you in your sombrero. Yeah, that's mostly just the hat that I picked up in Peru. Um, hat but I did. I wrote the garden's now tilled. <laughs> right. I'm going to till it one more time, get some fertilizer in. But the tomato, I'm having a little problem with my tomato plants in the house. I haven't had time to transplant the ones I planted by seed almost eight weeks ago. Mm. So they're still in their little pots. Half of them are having little pots. The ones I transplanted, the big pots, they're about a foot you gotta tall. you got to get those guys in the ground. But I can't. You can't put them in the ground until all danger of frost is gone. And that's not till April 10th or so. Yeah. April 10th, April 11th. You know, mm-hmm. with uh, Easter being so late, it's, uh, you know, it, the whole, I've never seen a season like this. And I this didn't is, work. This is weird, isn't it? Under this doctor is, orders, I, I did not work in my garden this, this yeah. past. It is weird. And you had a little doctor procedure last week. Everything good? You're, you're healthy and strong? and I'm still here. You at least live through the end of your still lease, here, right? Still taking yeah, Lost uh, <laughs> lost a bunch of weight. So. <laughs> well, that'll be good. It, uh, anyway, that's yeah. the garden update. Uh, David, I'm looking forward to uh, this next Saturday. I'm going to put the radishes and the lettuce in. And uh, Personally, what I'm looking for is going. the uh, sharing. Just like on social media sharing, sharing, I think we should have the Chuck Cook sharing plan. All you got to do is come upstairs when I bring in the buckets he of does, tomatoes. He stuff. is good. He brings in a lot of that stuff. I, somehow I never get the memo. Yeah, uh, you just you, you pop up, David. You come. We, we have an open door policy. Yeah, it's Fridays. Yeah, no no appointments on Friday now. So just just come on in. Yeah, and I'm here Saturdays. Come on up. There'll be some left over. I, you're here with the alarm going off. Uh, that was hilarious. <laughs> We're not even going to get started on that. In, one. in any event, there, there has been interesting stuff in immigration this week. Um, uh, David, the President David voted for it. Uh, president Obama. <laughs> David's president. David's president. Yeah. David's president uh, is. Uh, he announced this last week, David, you're going to like this, that they're going to re-examine the deportation process mm-hmm. to see if they can make it more humane. Right. Let's, 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 I'm going <laughs> to George Costanza Seinfeld, boop, yeah, boop, yeah, boop, back, back, let's back up back, on back that. Up. When were door, deportations humane and how more humane? How can you make something that's inhumane actually yeah, you're getting, more so, humane? So you're basically saying... They're humane, right? It's ne- the way we do it right now is humane. We just want to make it more, more humane. humane. Yeah, that we want. We want to get which maybe. really is more human, right? Without the e on the end. Yeah, I we guess, want to make yeah. it nicer. Nicer. Maybe they're going to send them all. How is destroying families making it nicer? The what? They're going to send them all to Putin. You know, Putin <laughs> is uh, he is the man. I wish our president wrote a, wrote a tiger naked uh, with women swooning behind him. That that's. If I'm a member of the GOP today, he's my. Oh, I want Putin man. for president. Somebody call whoever's doing that guy's marketing and get them on the horn because uh, 
I guarantee you Americans would vote for some politician here that had that going oh, on. Oh, man. I mean, they would be nipples? I mean, I mean just, they would the be all is, day. He has no, doesn't have man boobs, man. He's, he's, he's looking good. Yeah, these tea partiers are like, man, I'm going to move to Russia. Yeah. yeah he's awesome. Because Russia, there's freedom in Russia. <laughs> you know, what I can't right. believe is that Obama has allowed to happen exactly what George Bush allowed to happen. Be, you know, those troops are out of Georgia, aren't they? Oh, no, they're still there. Right, the South, ones that went in the, when, the when Bush was president. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, right. they're still there, right? Yeah, they're still there. So, uh, so this—I guess it wasn't Obama that started this president. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, but anyway, anyway, anyway who cares? Yeah, I'm not going to Crimea anytime soon. Uh, anyway, I, I, I had plans to vacation. I was about to—I was going to summer there. Or summer. Yes, well, I that's actually there. that uh, actually is. I will uh, have to change plans. Vladimir's favorite place is summer on the Black Sea. It is. I was hoping to get a look, but we won't be going there. We're trying to go to Pearl Harbor, you know, in Hawaii, but different. Different. <laughs> we'll try something much less, uh, much more family. But I, I just thought it was hilarious that Obama. And what's it's even what's more hilarious? So he meets with these congressional oh, yes. Hispanic leaders. He, I think he went to Capitol Hill. I think he actually went to Capitol Hill, didn't he? Where did they I come to the White House? I think there's been two or three meetings that are all being characterized but, as one meeting. Well, he met. He, yeah, met, he, he met, met certainly with the congressional yeah, leadership. Yeah, he met with the congressional leadership, and, he, and said, then he met with business leaders, and then he met with some you know groups. Yeah, uh, which didn't include Ayla, by the way. Uh, and uh, well, it was interesting. I'm going to do this. Turns out they actually did it two months ago. They started this two months ago. He just actually told people last week. Started this. Two it started months in January. Ago. The the yeah. humaneness, and maybe you have noticed in in our practice. You know, we're practicing immigration lawyers. Mm-hmm. There has been a sudden use of prosecutorial discretion at a couple of 287G facilities particularly Gwinnett, where they just basically said, yes, you're undocumented. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're in our custody, but we're just going to let you go. See you later. Not not a release on recognizance, but literally, we are not going to process any papers on you. Yeah, I would definitely say that there's been an uptick. I would have said that it's, that started more before January. So, but I, I've seen it really in the last two months. Definitely, last month. definitely there's been an uptick in that, which, you know, I mean – I would love to ascribe it to some, you know, humanitarian agenda. I just – I think that the f- facilities – I mean, they're not slowing down on the number of people they're keeping detained at night. No, they right? can't. Well, of course they can't because <laughs> it's a Congress has said <laughs> you know I mean? uh, so 34,000 They're finding those put people somewhere. I mean, I think it's – I mean, partly so. I mean, partly obviously is is the president saying, hey, stop doing this. And B, I think it's – they just don't have the resources anymore. I mean, well, they were at such a pace. I mean – Well, and it's year. evidenced by the fact that immigration court – David, this is this is hilarious. So if I'm arrested, David, in Gwinnett County for driving while Hispanic, and I'm somebody they actually want to deport, mm-hmm. um, and they uh, they don't they decide not to detain me. So this is a non-detained case. Um, so they give me a recognizance, release on my own recognizance, so they make me pay a ten thousand dollar bond. I will not have an initial hearing, probably till mid 2015. Yeah. So a year. To a year and a half, right? For your an first initial court, hearing, first court where they will say, "Oh, would you? What are you going to do? Would you like a little more time?" And then they'll give you another no, but, initial hearing, I mean, probably a year later, six to twelve months yeah. later. And then if you have relief, let's say you, you you want to apply for cancellation removal, that is at least two years out. Absolutely. What are you getting? What, what was your most recent master, merit hearing set for? Immigration uh, court? Sometime two thousand seventeen, yeah. April seventeen. So, so that's almost three years. Three right. years. Um, I think that's part of the reason why they – there are some places in just, Arizona where it's 2022 where they're setting hearing day. Well, they have – there's a, a plethora of – I have a uh, – I run a list in my office of all the people that are off calendar that um, 
on a bi-monthly basis, twice a month, I check the calendar, see mm-hmm. if they've been put on. And that list over the last couple of months has grown and grown and grown of people who were scheduled for hearings who were just off the calendar. And for 99% of those people, it works fine because they have a you know employment authorization mm-hmm. and they have weak cases anyway, so so that's fine. But there are, li- I mean, there's just people. There's a plethora of people on the calendar, plethora of people off the calendar. I mean, they're just overwhelmed there. They're overwhelmed. There's a guy that came to my office yesterday had, had hired a lawyer to help him in his cancellation removal case and had been to a hearing about six months ago, a new hearing coming up in May, and he wanted a second opinion. I said, well, you have your work permit, right? Yeah. Oh, the, I, uh, work permit. I, I can't even get started on those. Don't work I will get so angry. Yeah, I said, well, you should have had one months ago, actually. You, you should have had one. That should be the first thing that happens in yeah. the case. Yeah. Before a first match. And it, it amazes me. There's so many lawyers that think that they need to go and plead and submit an application to the court before they go ahead and apply for work authorization. What about if your client is nine to ten months before their first time when you'd be able to submit an application? Why should they be denied the author work? You can apply for it. You're in proceedings. File that 42B with Texas Service Center. Get them a work permit. And guess what? They'll be the best clients you've ever had. That's right. It was really, really very interesting that yeah. uh, that's going on. But that, I just thought the Obama thing, David, was really fascinating because he is clearly – Feeling pressure. Oh, big time. Big time. You've got the Hispanic caucus coming out, calling him the deportation president. Mm-hmm. All his friends at La Raza. Uh, David's got his lifetime, his lifetime member. Lifetime. lifetime Honorary. Member <laughs> uh, lifetime. No, well, he's actually a paid up. Paid up. Member of La Raza. <laughs> paid up. Uh, and well, that in the NRA. He's got both. <laughs> Uh, both both I think of those might be the only person in America yeah, with both memberships. Um, membership at La Raza and the NRA. Why well, am I NRA membership? So you have your NRA membership? You don't have one. I don't. I, I have one because I get a discount on the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but it's uh, it's really fascinating. I think as, as we look at the the complete nuttiness of what the GOP has now been doing right. in Congress, and then look at what Obama has not been doing. He's, I think, trying to set the stage for explaining why he can't expand DACA. There is a word that came out of the White House uh, about this. We're going to get into more detail after this break. Uh, you're listening to the most listened to immigration show on the in Internet. The known in the universe, universe. In the universe. The known expanding universe. Known expanding universe. The expanding universe here on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, el jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Estoy en su lado. Con más de 20 años de experiencia con la ley de inmigración, conozco cómo ayudarle. Sé la ley y sé que alguna gente podemos ayudar. Llámanos hoy a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos en el internet. www.immigration.net With all the back and forth in today's politics, It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with E-Verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national. Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. 
Welcome back to America's Web Radio Rock. How was your week so far, by the way? It's been a good week. week. Great week. You know? Danielle got married. Over Our, our Danielle partner, Danielle, got, got married, married on, the fr- on Saturday. Married. She was yep. very excited, and yep. she looked beautiful, and she's in Costa Rica this week with her with her honeymoon. It's tough. That's tough duty. It's tough. Somebody's got to do it, though. Costa Rica, tough duty. Yeah, no, I had a great week. You know, here uh, Saturday, you know, I do Saturday uh, appointments for the people that uh, can't make it during the week. There's a lot of people. So there's quite a few people. I mean, you, got, you know why? People They're working. I thought they were all just. I thought all our uh, immigrant they're actually sucking were off just the Obamacare teeth. They were just deadbeats and don't they're, work, and, they, and they, 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 the only time they can interrupt their TV watching schedule is to come in on Saturdays. I mean, that's my well, unless they're getting free care from Obamacare. Right. Um, was, somebody asked me about that yesterday. They said I keep hearing that I'm required. And they, they were worried yeah. that I will get fined if I sign up for Obamacare. They said you're undocumented. You're not allowed to sign up for Obamacare. Your kids can sign up. Right. You can sign your kids up, and it's because the Obama administration, David, is actually doing ads. You may have seen these ads in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Sign your kids up. We're not going to deport you if you give it because the, the parents have to give their information. Oh. Ooh, I want kids up. I want to use that. Yeah, you can't deport him. He signed up his the kids Obamacare. For Obamacare. So what, what they're concerned about is, is Latinos aren't signing up who are undocumented mm-hmm. who, have, who have citizen kids because they're afraid they'll use that information to. Deport them. Now, yeah. God, if, if the mean, government a, was that efficient, yeah. we, we'd all be in that, trouble. And I mean, and there's really that's kind of a misnomer too, because the, those people that would be eligible to sign up for Obamacare, their kids probably are on Medicaid or some. They probably other, are anyway. Exactly. Um, so there's really no incentive. You're not giving them an incentive to sign up for Obamacare no, because the kids are already are, getting taken care of. Ads and buses and yeah. stuff, and it's nuts. and of course a lot of the other media, the other side of the media, mm-hmm. saying Obama's let illegal aliens sign up for Obamacare. Oh my gosh! Oh well, my no, gosh. actually, it's illegal to do that. They're not doing it, oh. but they are wanting to get their information. Now think yeah. about this: you would think that the anti-Obamacare would be excited about this. Because they're gathering information from the undocumented. Right. So why isn't that good? That's a national security issue, right? We know who you are now. <sighs> clear, I'm just uh, saying. Clear threats to national security. We've got to get those A clear get, and present get danger. Clear and present danger. <laughs> is the Constitution or just a Clancy novel? It's a Clancy novel no, no. and it's one of the best. It is. It, actually, oh, I think it was. I think it, was. I, I think it is one of the best. It's the best one they turned into a movie. Yeah, I know for sure. Absolutely. Um, but absolutely. I, listen, I had I wanted to be. Uh, I mean, I wanted to be Dean Chavez. All I mean, Dean Chavez, Dingo, or, D- Dingo, or John Clark at some point. <laughs> you know, until I actually joined the military, then I was like, eh, this is all it's cracked up to be. I'm going to stop this. <laughs> but uh, uh, but um, any event, we were getting we were getting to the idea of um, uh, what Obama could do. Now, remember, we talked to this previously when I was Ayla president. Ayla sent off. Along with the coalition What he partners. can do to continue f- to further break the law. Yes, yes, he could break the law. Continue the to l- break the law, folks. If he was really breaking the law, you, you, wouldn't you think one of these congressmen would actually sue him over it? I love it. Let me, uh, yeah, let me read the I, ha- I have this quote here that goes with what you're saying. This is uh, Representative Tom Cole. Uh, Oklahoma? Oklahoma, yep. yes. It, it, talking about uh, the immigration reform. And the, the reason they don't trust Obama. I think it's always a mistake when the administration decides not to enforce the laws. What laws would he not be enforcing? Let's look at this. Two million people deported. Seems like now, you know what like they're arguing. Is that's actually not the same type of two million that, that Bush deported. Uh, yeah, Jay Johnson came out and said, "Ah, the demographics." Are Bottom line, you're still deporting the hell out of people. Number two, you're, you're you don't like deferred action for childhood arrivals. It's legal. You may not like it as a matter of policy, policy. but that's legal. So, Mr. Cole, what is he doing? That's Breaking the law. How, what law is he not enforcing? Please yeah. tell us. It's there is one. 
There's not. So what are they trying to do to limit uh, limit the, the the expansion of DACA? Well, uh, our friends in Congress uh, decided to pass the uh, an act uh, in uh, in the House of Representatives uh, that um, made it illegal and gave uh, basically a private right of action. Oh, to, to members the of the, ha- to, to to the, the public. public and members of the House to sue the executive branch for non enforcement of the law. That's that's dumb. I mean, um, I mean, <laughs> but again, I go back to what what law is he not enforcing? That's the problem. Well, well, first of all, he I think I think his problem is of his own creation. He is not enforcing parts of the of Obamacare. Well, I, I mean, I, absolutely, he, he's and, not and by but, fiat, right? By saying, uh, yeah, yeah, we're going to give you another right. year. But here's my question on that: Is he allowed to do it or not allowed to do that? Because if he's not. Does the act? So I don't know Obamacare well enough. Yeah. Does the act? Is there something him? in the act that permits him to do? It? If there is, is there, yeah. If there's a if regulatory, there's not, sue him. Yeah. If there's a regulatory scheme that accompanies Obamacare, and I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there probably is somewhat of a small regulatory scheme that accompanies the, uh, the actual legislation. Yeah. I'm sure that there, there are all kinds of exemptions and and authorities under which. He, some executive branch agency can delay the implementation of, or, uh, or or tweak with it like that. I'm sure the regulatory scheme is 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 uh, allows for that. Just like with the Immigration Nationality Act, there's a huge regulatory scheme that yep. accompanies it. That that's where all this power for prosecutorial discretion and and extension of deferred action to uh, you know ki- people. It who comes from Section Two Twelve of the Immigration Nationality Act. Well, that but then there, but, but there's such there's a regulatory scheme that allows a lot of other actions too, and it's probably the same way with a, with with uh, Obamacare. with Obamacare. But on the with the immigration context, I still you know. I understand it with with uh, you know creating that that private right to sue for non enforcement of the law with Obamacare. I'm not I don't know enough about it, but I do know enough about the immigration context. What is he not enforcing? What what is what is he sure? Well, what, he, he, here's the problem. I, I think from 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 a GOP perspective, they actually aren't making that argument anymore. Their argument now is we can't trust the president. Yeah, they can't trust him to enforce the because law because he's not enforcing Obamacare and he's not defending, <laughs> not, he's not fighting against gay marriage. He wouldn't stand up for DOMA, which of course was struck down ultimately by the Supreme Court anyway. So, oh my uh, gosh! So they can't trust the president to enforce the law. Therefore, if they've moved away from he's not deporting enough people to we can't enforce him. We can't trust him to enforce the law. So if we pass something that requires him to enforce the law, we can't. We just can't trust him to do that. Well, um, I mean, can he? Republicans can so here's what can on he Wednesday. Trust <laughs> no, he can't. No, well, obviously not. Um, on Wednesday, the House voted for the Enforce Act. Okay. And uh, the uh, on Thursday, they voted to pass the Faithful Execution of the Law Act, or FELA. It has an acronym, right? I feel like it's I don't a even shoe company. I wonder. Uh, if, I wonder if Grant Hill was involved in that. Well, he if he's GOP, he, he certainly was. was. He was a he's a Fila endorser. He went to Duke. His mom was uh, roommates with Hillary Clinton in college, so I don't know where he stands on on, on, on that stuff on, on that issue. But yeah, he was a Fila endorser, so maybe uh, maybe he had something to do with well, it. Well, these these the Enforce Act um, is uh, proposed by Gowdy, co-sponsored by Trey. ISA, Goodlock, Gerlock, Lamar Smith. Forbes, Franks of Arizona, uh, yeah. Chavitz from from Utah, all the usual Collins names. from Georgia. Okay, uh, you know all all the usual. Mr. Sensenbrenner. Yeah. This is like a who's who of I hate immigrants. Jasons uh, uh, passing this, <laughs> and it is the bill is the purpose to protect the separation of powers 
in the Constitution by ensuring the president takes care that the laws be faithfully executed, comma, and for other purposes. That's what it's called, okay? And the, the, the official act is called the executive needs to faithfully observe and respect congressional enactments of law act of 2014 or the enforce act, uh, enforce the law act of 2014. I have got to get um, a job coming up with bill acronym names. You, wouldn't that be a great job? I have got to do that. Enforce uh, the law. What was read that again? This is a great. Enforce. This is the executive needs to faithfully observe and respect congressional enactments of the Law Act of 2014, or oh. enforce the Law Act of 2014. That is awesome. Isn't that great? So basically, upon the adoption of a resolution of the House, the House, not the Senate, right. we don't care what the freak the Senate does, nope. declaring that the president, the head of any department of the United States, any officer or employee of the United States has established or implemented a formal or informal policy, practice, or procedure to refrain from enforcing, applying, or administering any provision of federal law, statute, regulation, program, policy, or other law in violation of the requirement of the president take, that the flaws be executed. Now, of course, I don't know how rules, regulations, program, policy, or other laws are laws, but that's okay. They're actually not. By definition, right. something else is laws. something else, exactly. Called a term of art. Right. Uh, the House is authorized to bring civil action in accordance to seek relief, blah, blah, blah. How many pages is that sucker? Uh, the bill is actually pretty short. It's only five pages long. Oh, okay. Not so it's readable by most members of Congress. <laughs> right. Most. They may take most, the time most can read this. Uh, at lunch or something. Um, and uh, it, it's really stunning to it's me. It's just that, that first part uh, to to protect the separation of powers. Hey guys, good looking out for the Constitution. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you've uh, been you've been such stalwarts the it, last. It's, it's few just years. stunning. It's just stunning. <laughs> but I, that's again, it just it goes back to you know, you Congress passes laws. There's all no, laws the are, is, are ambiguous. That we have a regulatory scheme that allows for certain. Things well, here's to the best happen part. or not happen. How many Democrats voted for it? Uh, no idea. 244 to 171, which means at least tr- almost 30 Democrats either didn't vote yeah, or, or voted, voted for it. it. <laughs> yeah, I mean he's got. I mean he's got a low approval rating. I mean the president has a low approval rating with the public, but not Congress. as low as Congress is. Yeah, Congress. Not, is not even the same planet. No, as yeah, Congress. Con- yeah. Everyone you know can okay. collectively hate Congress. I mean just, no, the other bill, by the way, the Faithful Execution of the Law Act expands the circumstances under which the Attorney General is required to report to Congress regarding the enforcement of laws to include any instance in which the Attorney General or the DOJ or any other federal officer establishes or implements a policy to refrain from enforcing the law adhering to an opposite position. Uh, so, it, I mean, the first one, the Enforce Act goes to the President. Right. And the Faithful Execution of the Laws Act goes to the Attorney General. Fila. Fila, the Fila Act. Right. Like Falaccio or something like that. I mean, who, kn- who knows what what that bill is? Sounds kind of short, but it, it's just remarkable when you think about when did they pass a jobs bill in the House? Did Nancy pass something like a year or two ago? <laughs> called the Jobs Bill, jumpstart our businesses safely. Or something. The, the, the House hasn't passed anything in four, in three years. They can't. They can't come to agreement on anything. You know, so I mean, it, it is just study. You know, I think they don't want to come to an agreement on anything. Because ultimately, I was giving a talk on this at, at Georgia Tech this They're last just all week. positioning a themselves. A kid asked for... me, this seems like a kid, so one of these brilliant Georgia Tech guys raises his hand and says, I was talking about, talking about immigration and mm-hmm. politics. It seems to me that it's in America's economic interest to do something positive on immigration. And it seems that there is a broad, 
range of support across parties is absolutely true. Both both are true statements. So the question is, why don't they? Why don't they? And my answer is actually quite simple. Power. It's okay. about power. And it's both parties who are at fault here. The Democrats oh, yeah. don't push hard enough on immigration reform because mm-hmm. they love the carrot approach to Latino and Asian voters. Hey, hey, look, you vote us in. Look, look at that. That's immigration. Right. It's out there. If you put us in, oh, I'm sorry. We couldn't get it done. We had other things we had to do. But next time, we'll there's the carrot. Right. The GOP, they don't use a carrot approach. They use I'm going to cut off my nose and spite my face approach. Yeah. Uh, which, believing that uh, that white people will be the majority in America forever and they'll, they'll be either able to eliminate them from voting, <laughs> uh, others non-whites from voting, or somehow change the system so that only white people can vote. Or property owners could vote, or something like that. Plantation owners, like uh, plantation owners, like uh, no, not a plantation <laughs> owner like myself. Uh, but what I, what I, it, it, GOP is just—they know what they have to do. No, and, and that's, and, and but they—they they are catering to the base. That is what is the most mind-boggling thing to me with the Republicans. This is a huge victory, just sitting there waiting for you to take it mm-hmm. and make it yours. Yeah. Won't happen. Let's take a break here on the most listened to show in America right into immigration. Uh, America's Web Radio, the Immigration Hour. Soy Charles Cook, abogado y jefe del grupo de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Llámenos hoy si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, si ha sido arrestado, si se casó con un ciudadano o tiene una oferta de trabajo. Nosotros le podemos ayudar. También podemos explicar con qué puedes hacer para recibir los beneficios de inmigración. Llámenos hoy a las 404-816-8611, 404-816-8611, o visítenos por el internet a www.immigration.net. This is Cheryl Linker, host of the Master Gardener Hour on America's Web Radio, Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. Join us as we keep things fun and interesting as we educate you in the world of master gardening. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business, or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to America's Web Radio. Rock and I were talking about this political thing. A follow-up on that, a uh, really good article I read yesterday about the, uh, pol- the part of the politics of immigration, but greater politics. Because of Citizens United, mm-hmm. which I think was a terrible decision Supreme personally. Court decision. It was a terrible decision. And why, uh, why do you think it's terrible? Because – while I believe in free speech, mm-hmm. I believe that people that have unlimited amounts of money mm-hmm. should not be able to take votes and power away from people who have nothing. And when you have unlimited money in politics, and it actually goes to this point, I'm in a primary in California. Mm-hmm. I'm a Republican, for example. Mm-hmm. Ten years ago, the GOP nationally says this is the way it has to be. This is how, this is our, this is how we're going to move forward. Right. That doesn't exist anymore. If I'm running in the GOP, I don't care what the GOP says nationally if I've got somebody who will write me a check. Right. And that's bad, in my opinion. And Citizens United is what preserves that. It, it, before that. Right. Before that. Now, unfortunately, Citizens United now allows that. It makes that well, happen. Right. It makes that happen. And I think that's bad for American politics. 
Uh, I mean, I know I know your position on on, on this. At least I think I do. Uh, but the reality is unlimited money in politics well, is I, what causes us not to be able to move forward on immigration. Because normally, the 10, 20 years ago, the party come in and these guys say, look, you're an idiot, all right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to fund you anymore. And they couldn't get – and they, therefore, they would lose the race. Mm-hmm. Or they could come in and say, you know, you've got to tone this down a little bit, otherwise we're not going to fund you. And they would, they would tone it down. But now because people can basically say whatever they want if they've got the funding, right. and there are a lot of people out there with money that could get their Consider funding, they want. You, you lose the ability to regulate and, and uh, move forward sensible legislation where the center agrees. Because the center doesn't pay money to politicians. Right, it's the only fringes the, the pay fringes money. And money. so both the Democrats mm-hmm. and the Republicans are getting this unlimited money in there that are pushing them further away from each other. Mm-hmm. Of and if that money wasn't there, they would be forced to come to the middle. That's just kind of mine. Listen, I agree with the uh, – I, I definitely agree with the sentiment of what it's doing and that it's a bad thing. I don't – I think that – it's hard to reconcile libertarian beliefs with this. I have to well, tell you. Well, absolutely it is. But I think, I mean, I would go to more what my my conception of this is no dollar vote without a ballot vote. And so that's uh, that was a say that was uh, a slogan from uh, Alan Keyes in '96. Mm-hmm. Because uh, a lot of the money that's involved in this is, I don't think a, I don't think an individual should ever be limited in what they want to spend their money on as it relates to free speech. The problem is a lot of the money that's going to these freak shows on the fringes is coming from entities that do not vote on a ballot. Right. And that's what the problem is. So I don't think you should be able to give money or pass money through that will affect the legislative or political process unless you can vote on the ballot, the ultimate giver of the So you, you agree with Susan Johnny in, in a certain extent? A, to a certain extent, yes. I think that if, if I'm a billionaire, I should be able to fund the campaign of anyone I want because that while I don't necessarily think that that's the best thing for the public, I think that the overarching right – you have to free speech and spend your money mm-hmm. is protected in the Constitution. Now, whether that's a good thing for public policy or not is debatable, and I think, but I think that has to be preserved. But the problem is, it's not high net worth individuals who are doing this. There's some people, yeah, but it's all these five hundred one three C billion organizations, whatever. That just C C eight whatever they are. That it's just getting tons of cash from small individual donors or whatever, and then they're big donors who don't want to be known or. Right, but we I don't think, want to be disclosed, and, and that may be the case. But I think that if you're going to give money like that to affect that, I think you need to put your name on it. And I it, agree. So na- I, I, no I, dollar vote without a ballot vote. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So Alan Keyes and John McCain are buddies then on this issue. Probably, but Probably. I, I, I hate to be buddies with John McCain. I did love what anything. McCain said today, though. <laughs> what he said? He says, "I would be proud to be barred from going to Russia uh, by Vladimir Putin. I would wear it as a badge of honor." Because you know Putin's going to come out, and he's going to bar certain congressmen from traveling. Durbin yeah. said the same thing. As the son of Lithuanian immigrants, my grandmother, my mother would be That's proud that I was barred by Russia from traveling there. <laughs> so that whole, this whole Russian yeah. thing is like political uh, theater at its finest. It's like who's got the biggest wanker? I, I mean, mean, it's yeah. just unbelievable. I it's mean, play the big game. I yeah, mean, it's just it Putin is. is just like I mean, we know who's winning that, guys. Come on. Now. You know the thing about the thing about this: the, the Russian economy is, is tanking. 
And it's going to tank. Yeah. I mean, their their stock market has lost like 50% of its value. That's that's what happens when you have massive corruption. Somebody called Russia, maybe it was even McCain, a glorified gas station. That's pretty. A glorified gas. Russia is a glorified gas station. Right. A huge, a glorified gas station with a couple of franchise operations. That's right. I mean, a glorified gas station. Oh, wait. And and, uh, they, they, they have a basketball team now, too. They do a basketball team? Mikhail Prokhorov? Oh, that's Matt right. Russia the Nets. Owns the Brooklyn Nets? That's, yeah. But he they suck, don't they? <laughs> oh, they're middle of the road. I mean, he's basically like, oh, you guys have a salary cap? Yeah, I'm going to pay more than that. Oh, you're, I'm subject to a 40% luxury tax on that? Dollar for dollar? Yeah, I don't care. Let's spend $400 million on crappy players. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the problem, you know. <laughs> they, uh, they it's all that gas money. Forward. It's all that gas money. Um, now, one of the things I wanted to talk about this week was this massive backlog in immigration court. We briefly mentioned this. Oh, yeah. This is this is actually becoming problematic. I mean, it's epic. It's like to epic proportions. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, just it, the backlog. It's it insane. is just mm-hmm. it. What's even worse is the way some of the judges run the program. So you'll go to a, a hearing, initial hearing. It's called a master calendar. Why it's called a master calendar, I have no freaking idea. No idea. Why they just call it an initial calendar hearing or initial hearing? I don't know. Yep. Um, and then it says, well, okay, you want to apply for cancellation removal? Your application is due within thirty days. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, you're, we forfeit your case. Yep. But I'm not going to put your case in the calendar for two years. Right. Which means you have to do the application twice. Right. Right now and two years from now because this stuff is going to change. People are going to move. People are going to get different jobs. Right. All that information is going to be right. very different. So the way the calendar is managed is bad. The way the process is run is bad. Right. And it's inconsistent judge to judge. Oh, it's absolutely Which, which is crazy. In, in terms of uh, some judges have established uh, greater uh, file. I mean deadlines that are outside what is, you know, Mandated by the Department of Justice, saying I want, you know, the, the mandated by the Department of Justice is, you know, 15 days prior to a hearing, you need to submit mm-hmm. any and all supporting documents mm-hmm. you wish to rely on the hearing. Some judges just arbitrarily say, hey, yeah, uh, I want them 30 days, yeah. and then if you don't comply with that, you know, that's grounds for you know pre-termission of your application or something. Which means they cancel your application, right? And, and deport sorry, you. Big lower word, but yeah, it just basically, hey, yeah, denied, done, out. Uh, yeah, it's inconsistent, not just from court to court, but from judge to judge within those courts. courts. It's just it's absolutely yeah. absolutely insane that there's no local rules that, nope. that really limit that. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were you doing in 1998? Where were you in 1998? 1998. I was on the Mish. Were you really? Yeah. In Argentina? Argentina, 98. Okay. 98. I'd, yeah. I'd already been practicing for a decade in 1998. Man. And I remember immigration courts here in Atlanta, you would uh, typically wait about – with the time we had uh, two judges, we had Judge oh, Cass and Judge Rass. Really fast. What, uh, back then, it was still INS. What was the immigration court called? EOR. It was, that, it was still changed. EOR because yeah, it, it was a DOJ. Yeah, DOJ. Because everything was DOJ at that everything point. Everything now DOJ. the enforcement arm. Yeah, the separate part. Got it. Okay. So okay. at the time, the prosecutors and the judge were in the same agency. Judge now they're at least different. Judge Cassidy was down there. Oh, Cassidy's been there for yeah. He was there been along there with Judge Rass. And uh, you would get a hearing. You'd go to the master calendar hearing. It'd be you and your fifty of your closest friends. And he set a date for your 50. asylum case, cancellation, uh, cancellation case, whatever it happened to be. Uh, how about uh, you'd be here in April, you'd be here in March. He goes, how about uh, May 5th? I mean, you literally wait 60 days, 80 days. Right. I mean, you were boom, boom, boom. boom. It, was, it. it was like pounding right. out work. It was, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because at the time they had 130,000 pending cases nationwide. Right. Uh, I don't know how many judges they had. I'm thinking somewhere around 200. Then? Then. Wow, they haven't increased them very much. No, no, at all. there's only 230. 40, I think 237. I think they're authorized for 258. I think there's 230 or something like that. Okay, so yeah, it's very it's few. A, yeah, very few. For, but at for, the same for time, the increase in cases, they have they have yeah. 357 thousand pending cases. So almost four times the, the three amount times of case. the number. Three times the three number. Three times the number. 
and basically the same number of judges. judges. Wow. Basically the same number of judges. I, you know what I love, though, is you get the uh, – because you'll get this – from trial attorneys, I know you don't go to a court uh, as much anymore. You yeah. leave that to the uh, to the worker bees like me. <laughs> but uh, we, yeah, we love it. The <laughs> plantation. <so. laughs> yes, so, uh, we, we're let out of our chains. Yeah, we right. to go to court. Uh, but you get this sense from judges and from uh, from the trial attorneys that you know when you want to file an application for cancellation removal for a non permanent resident, uh, the, the standard you have to show to win the case, amongst other things, is extremely uh, exceptional, extremely unusual hardship to your qualifying relatives. Usually, usually U.S. citizen children, and the judges and the trial attorneys want to know at that first well what's the hardship what's the hardship here before they put it on our calendar yeah and you know they they, they have this you know pushback to us ab- abusing the system now this is the thing is how are we abusing the system the, we're not the, the ones making the case exactly that and that's what i want to say because yeah. guess what some of these if i was given 30 days on a lot of these cases i wouldn't take i would tell the person it's going to be better for you to take an order and file for a stay because mm-hmm. you're not going to meet the hardship standard yeah and when i meet with people now i tell them listen the benefit to this type of case is the amount of time you will stay here in the U.S. with a work permit. Mm-hmm. We may ultimately not win your case because your children are doing perfectly well, uh, you know, and, and it's just a very hardship standard to, to satisfy. But the judges and the trial attorneys, I think, sometimes make it seem – or from, from my point of view – Make it seem like we're the ones responsible for this backlog. They're because the ones. We're the, because we're filing all these E forty two B applications, yeah. which is just not the case. Stop NTA people because I'm going to file for whatever relief someone is statutorily I'm eligible to do exactly, so. and I'm going to file for that relief, and I'm going to get them a work permit. Now, if you don't get them on your calendar for three or four years, that's a you problem, not, not a me problem. problem. And I didn't create that because I'm like you said, I'm obligated to fight for my clients' that's rights. Exactly now, right. now, if you wanted to give me a hearing thirty days from now, I may not file that application because I'm, I'm forced much earlier to evaluate its merits. Yep. But if you give me a hearing four years in the future, I'm not really forced to evaluate the merits other than statutory eligibility. I don't have to do anything about those merits for four years. you telling right. me, oh, you're the one overwhelming the system? No, that yeah. would be you. Now, here, here's what's great. There's an anti-immigration website called immigrationreform.com. Oh, you're going to love this. Okay. And... Um, the back, he goes, he's talking about the backlog. The backlog is commonly at, attributed to the fact that the number of judges has not kept pace with the number of rising, rising cases. But there's another explanation. You're going to love this. Bad lawyers. Expla- you're gonna, you, no, no. Oh. no, 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 no. Um, he, uh, so the question is, why has the processing time increased in cases? Um, for the cases, major, for the cases major in increase There's a major increase in the number of aliens appearing in immigration court who have legal representation. Oh, damn, we can't have people with lawyers. No, we can't because this suggests, quote, that immigration lawyers are gumming up the process. Of course, the immigration bar would dispute that and say they are simply assuring that their clients are receiving fair consideration in the immigration court system. This is by a guy named Jack Martin. Uh, whoever Jack Martin is, we'll look him up in a second. Chief OCC um, in uh, Seattle. And or the something. other, the other reason is because uh, the, there's a greater burden placed on immigration judges by changes in the asylum law. You mean the changes that made it harder what, to get what, asylum? Right. <laughs> asylum hearings are for deportable aliens fighting deportation on the basis they face persecution if sent home. The expansion in recent years of asylum protection to include Chinese escaping the government family planning policy, which, by the way, has been around since 1988. Right. That's not, not recent, Not recent folks. years. Yeah. Under the Bush administration <laughs> and a Republican Congress yep. opposed to abortion. Yep. Okay. Um and Be careful what you women wish for. seeking protection against tribal genital cutting practices. 
hey, we need to send those people back. We, yeah. we, we can't protect them. We, can't, we shouldn't protect no. people whose no. genitals are being cut. Golly. Or spousal abuse. Yeah. Send them back. Let spousal them get abuse. beat. Or sexual orientation discrimination has made adjudication much more difficult in sorting out whether the alien truly has a well-founded fear or simply inventing a story in the hopes of finding a sympathetic immigration judge. Let me put this in a different context yes. for you. Please do that. We both for know, Jack Martin here. Yes, we both know the the uh, the the uh, consequences for for deportation are criminal in nature, essentially. Because mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes they're worse. I mean, some people would rather go to prison than be deported. Right. So we need to take a quick break. We'll come back, and I'm going to put this in different context and see just to, to, so people can see how absurd this line of uh, of thinking is. Okay. okay. Take a quick break. Come back on America's Web Radio. Soy Charles Cook, del bufete de abogados Cook Immigration Partners. Si usted tiene problemas con inmigración, llámenos hoy. Conocemos la ley. Sabemos cómo ayudarle. Si hay algo que se puede hacer, nosotros lo podemos hacer. Llámenos a las 404-816-8611. A las 404-816-8611. O visítenos por el internet a la www.immigration.net. With all the back and forth in today's politics... It seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules, or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. All right. You want to know who Jack Martin is really quick? Yes. He is a retired U.S. diplomat. Don't know from where. Uh, he is the research director and spokesman for uh, FAIR, uh, a Federales Against a, Immigration a, Reform. Just a, a wham-bang job and, and of an organization. And before that, he I was mean, a research director for <laughs> CIS. Uh, he, he enjoys tennis, bowling, skiing, biking, hiking, and pastimes such as crosswords, Sudoku, bridge, jigsaw puzzles, and reading. Um, yeah. I, I, I want to say something, but I better not. <laughs> don't say, uh, I, I better not. Don't I'm say anything, man. But this guy is – speaks for itself. It speaks for itself, yeah. This guy, in, 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 in saying that the uh, – the ba- trying to attribute, attribute the backlog to the, uh, the relatively new involvement of lawyers in, immigra- in removal proceedings representing <laughs> people is because he doesn't understand – the one thing he doesn't probably understand is that the reason why people take lawyers is because the consequences for this stuff are so much – more akin to criminal consequences than just a fine. Any other administrative law stuff like bankruptcy, tax, like worst case scenario, you're going to owe somebody some money with a payment plan. They're not going to take you from your family and send you to a country you may not have been to for 20 years. Okay, So the consequences are insane, and they're more akin to criminal consequences than anything else. So people want to take lawyers. Now, I wonder if this guy would be in favor. Well, yeah, the criminal justice system is is backed up now. We've got so many more people in it. And so many more people are being represented by attorneys, and 
That's a problem. I mean, right. does the guy want people to give up substantive rights so that the so that in the name of efficiency we can continue? I mean, it's the same argument. I mean, and that argument would be absurd in the criminal context, and it's just absur- as absurd here because the consequences for losing a removal defense, losing a removal case, and being removed from the United States is is sometimes family separation for years at a time. For, for people who have young children in their formative years. And, and it's just, I mean, the consequences are criminal in nature, but what we're doing to these people is criminal itself. Yeah. Well, Mr. Martin, by the way, was recently published in The Social Contract, white nationalist publication, yes. So, um, Mr. Martin, we know, we know where he stands. Uh, oh, good news, by the way. Babe Buchanan, member of our tribe, by the way, joined Baby the Center Buchanan, for Immigration Buchanan, Studies, Buchanan. Uh, Pat Buchanan's brother, and she ran uh, oh, yeah, yeah, part yeah. of Romney's campaign and yeah. stuff. Uh, she, uh, she joined CIS's board, Center for Immigration Studies board. You know, I just some people just don't get it, do they? They just don't get it. No, not at all. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, we've got um, no movement by Obama on immigration. Uh, by the way, you heard about the group that appeared in San Diego this last uh, no. week. Um, a growing number of uh, – this is part of the original um, – uh, uh, nine folks that showed up in uh, Mex- for Mexico last year to, to seek asylum in the U.S. and followed by another 15. This is a group of, I think, of 100, 150 that show up in San Diego that have mm-hmm. been previously deported that were seeking asylum in the United States. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, And, you know, part of the movement by the National Undocumented Youth Alliance to uh, point out the, the, the problems with our immigration laws. And, and I, you know, they get a lot of pe- – pe- some people in AILA are complaining about them that they're, they're taking the focus off the Republicans and putting in Obama – yeah. Yeah. That's where they, it should be. That's where it should be. He's, he's, he's the guy. He's the man with the bully pulpit. Yep. He's the man with the pen. Um, and there's a lot more he could do to – I mean he could basically order – I mean listen, executive branch agencies, they're not the military, but they function a lot like it. You do what you're told by your boss. That's right. If he just – if they came up with some guidelines for prosecutorial discretion and said, hey – you These don't even. Don't. You don't have discretion to institute this. We are telling you that you will exercise prosecutorial discretion these when these factors are met. Yeah. If somebody's simple. only criminal offense is traffic, I don't care if they've had seven no licenses. Yeah. That is a status offense. That's right. Okay. Not talking DUIs, folks, but status. And if they have kids. If they have kids. Next time. Boom. Done. done. You want to eliminate out. the backlog in court? Get, eliminate yeah. the people who close normally be cancellation. Do you know how many people they would close out? Like. That in I mean, Atlanta, I mean, thousands. I, I have probably thirty or forty cases off the top of my head. I can think of where minor traffic offenses, failure to signal, but whatever they are, minor traffic offenses that result in a no license arrest, multiple U.S. citizen kids, nothing else. Those people should be out of proceedings tomorrow and yeah. maintain their work permit. That's right. It, it, it would be very simple for them to do this. Yeah. Although the, you know that ends up happening a lot of times. But you have to wait till the end of your hearing, which is just – it just keeps these files around. It, right. it, it gives the false impression that something's being done when nothing's being done. Nothing's something. being done. And you can't even get – and the, part of the problem is you can't even – because ultimately whether or not your proceedings are administratively closed by the immigration judge, which is, which is what the outcome for prosecutorial discretion is for, right. for the government exercising that while somebody's in proceedings is the Department of Homeland Security rarely will consider your request for prosecutorial discretion until the hearing is closer and an attorney actually has to work on that case. Uh, and, and that's part of the problem. So you have to wait for your hearing to, to get closer and closer to, before you, they'll say, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll – uh, and, and they'll join it like a week before after you've prepared everything. You know, it's interesting. Uh, Ryan and Boehner were asked this week in separate interviews about immigration reform, and Ryan said, quote, we don't have the votes right now. 
Right now, we're working hard to find that where that consensus lies. Ryan said both the right and the left are hoping up an overhaul. No. Not in the House. No, it's, it's, just the the right. House. it's just right. It's right. Yep. Boehner, who is one of only 18 House Republicans supporting immigration reform, wants to see the lower chamber pass a gang of A-type legislation, just not all at once, calling for a piecemeal approach. Um, you know, it's um, – and he, he reiterated that just this last week, but the bottom line is they're just not moving on it. And they're not, they're not going to move. Nope. Uh, again, nope. We look, we're looking at July right now, June, July, for a possible time after the primaries <laughs> are over. Yeah, I mean, and that's that. I mean, that's shrinking. That's shrinking. Let, yeah. let me uh, let me read you a couple of. Uh, I came in here with this today. This is uh, this is from the. I don't, I don't read this, folks, on a normal basis. I I clicked on an article. It took me to the Washington Times dot Oh my God, the but, Washington Times. Is that really a newspaper? No, 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 oh my just, God. This is the this is the reason why I want to read it because it's got some sweet under its uh, under its uh, specials. It's got a, a segment called immigration reform and a collection of recent stories. And I just want to read the headlines. Let me just get a kick out of here. So the first one is we talked about it a little bit earlier. Deportations come mostly from the border. DHS chief says that trying to say that we're not really removing anybody from inside the U.S. It's all the people that are just trying to come in illegally. We finally got the border secured. Yeah. Now I'm not sure. Yeah, that, that's the same people saying not securing the border. Yet we have these massive number of people deported from the border. How, how, how do you reconcile so that? Next one. Obama declares himself champion in chief. Oh, that was hilarious. Bum, 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 bum. Oh my chief. gosh, I love that, that one. That, that took, is, is he Jewish? Because that took chutzpah. <laughs> Next year, John Boehner presses to pass what Ted Cruz calls amnesty. Again, what's wrong with the amnesty, folks? When did it become un-American to forgive people? Um, there's a guy who talked about that a lot. What was his name? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Jesus. There yeah. you go. Um, oh, here, here. You might be able to comment on this one. Uh, Obama eases penalties for businesses hiring illegal immigrants. What? Are, are they doing that? Obama eases penalties for those For hiring. businesses hiring illegal immigrants. The Obama administration regularly cuts a break for businesses that violate immigration hiring rules. It's, it's called negotiating. <laughs> well, it's he's it's called negotiating. Negoti- yes. And, and what were the rules? Oh, you, did, you, you left that box unchecked right. on the form. Right. You actually did an I-9. Right. You have copies, but you didn't fill the form out right. How is that And you did that uh, 2,000 times over the course of five years. $80 million. That's right. And the government allows you to negotiate that down to $20 million and calls it, you know, yeah. a nice thing. Why were we paying – why should we have to pay $20 million because a form wasn't filled out right? Exactly right. I mean, these aren't – they give the impression people that are illegally hire people and they're not. They're not. Exactly. They're not. Next one here. This, this, this is a good – Americans want legal immigration cut in half, poll fines. Wow. Oh, really? That's interesting. That's, I gotta, oh, we got to get on this one. You know, I, I doubt see the what method, And where is that the, poll uh, from? The methodology. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what we got to see what the uh, yeah. the methodology of the poll is here. Who, who is the poll um, from? So the poll is, let's see, currently, no, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Where's the, let me find the poll. Um, this is probably one of those articles that doesn't quote. Oh, it's from uh, Numbers USA. Oh, it's Numbers USA poll. <laughs> it sounds, it's, it's Numbers USA. I just don't think. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. That's just absurd. Uh, first off, Americans, I don't think too many have. Here's the a, question. they don't even understand the legal immigration process, so I don't think that they can say, I want that cut in half. Well, here's the question probably asked something along these lines. Okay, so in America, there's a, an effective 20% unemployment rate. Uh, don't you think it's a really bad idea to bring in foreign workers uh, for the jobs, the few jobs that we have? Right, right. Yes, I do. Th- that's the question <laughs> this, that's being this, asked. This is what I want to ask anybody who is like, 
hey, so are you – because this there's so many like uh, right-side types, Republicans and, and some, even some Democrats who uh, think they understand economics. And, and, I, and I always want to ask them like, so let me ask you, are you in favor of the free mobility of labor and capital across national borders? Oh, absolutely. Free trade. Got to have the factors of production moving right. back and forth. Well, what do you think about all the people here that are undocumented who are uh, a factor of production in low skill? Oh, we can't have it. They're they're just thrown off the rails. It's like people. It's an economic issue at the end of the day. They they people come here. There's a certain number here. The entire country of Mexico is not here. Okay, it's a certain number of people because there is a factor of production, low skilled labor. And high-skilled labor too, but low-skilled labor that was not allowed to move with every other factor of production that NAFTA allowed for. NAFTA yep. said everything can move except labor. Yeah, and th- and that's that's why we have the problem, folks. It's, it's that's simple. why it's really we have simple. the problem. You had this huge free trade agreement in 1994, and if you look at the big influx of people after the 80s, obviously started at, once right. NAFTA started flowing the late 90s. Most people, how long have you been here? Oh, 97, 98. Well, part of it was because it, we moved a lot of production to Mexico, but a lot from Mexico. Exactly. And a lot of the people that were living in areas at a subsistence level, that those farms, they became yeah, ineffective exactly. because of the corporate farming. Came and, with it, and they went somewhere they could live. And, and, in and the U.S. Used. Exactly. And that, that's, that was the problem with NAFTA. It said, hey, you can do whatever you want with the factors of production, moving them across the borders with no problem but it didn't have it a commence it didn't have a, an attendant part for labor and that's and that's what immigration is i mean l- immigration is is an economic issue and has to do with the the factor of production called labor folks all right let's uh just one one more two uh let's see the uh obama changes rules for refugees further breaches trust in congress love that he one. changes the rules for refugees <laughs> you know this is just why the headline writing is so hilarious in a lot of this stuff. Oh, this is the best one. Audit finds asylum system rife with fraud. Rife with fraud. Approval laws broken with surge of immigrants. Rife. That's, rife is a great word because it, it means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. Rife. Right large. You oh, know, at least 70% I would need to find where this was where they got at least 70% of asylum applications showed signs of fraud. What? No, no, the, that that low? There's fraud in every case if you just look hard enough. Hey, it's as, been, as I was, folks. Dave, David's saying it's the end of our show today. David, it's been a great show. Uh, next week we'll have a much bigger garden update because we're going to get some stuff in the ground. Uh, keep listening to America's Web Radio for uh, your other shows. Rocky's got uh, Undisputed, Undisputed Thursday, Thursday nine morning, 9 to 10. A great show. Uh, immigration Hour is always downloadable. Share with your friends so we continue to grow. The most listened to immigration show in the universe. No, 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 no expanding universe. They're in America's Web Radio. That's it.